It has been said that the essence of teaching is causing another to know. It may similarly be said that the essence of training is causing another to do. Teaching gives knowledge. Training gives skill. Teaching fills the mind. Training shapes the habits. Teaching brings to the child that which he did not have before. Training enables a child to make use of that which is already in his possession. We teach a child the meaning of words. We train a child in speaking and walking. We teach him the truths which we have learned for ourselves. We train him in habits of study, that he may be able to learn other truths for himself. Training and teaching must go on together in the wise upbringing of any and every child. The one will fail of its own best end if it be not accompanied by the other. He who knows how to teach a child is not competent for the oversight of a child's education unless he also knows how to train a child. Training is a possibility long before teaching is. Before a child is old enough to know what is said to it, it is capable of feeling and of conforming to or of resisting the pressure of efforts for its training. A child can be trained to go to sleep in the arms of its mother or nurse, or in a cradle, or on a bed. With rocking or without it, in a light room or in a dark one, in a noisy room or only in a quiet one. To expect nourishment and to accept it only at fixed hours or at its own fancy, while as yet it cannot understand any teaching concerning the importance or the fitness of one of these things. A very young child can be trained to cry for what it wants or to keep quiet as a means of securing it. And, as a matter of fact, The training of children is begun much earlier than their teaching. Many a child is well started in its life training by the time it is six weeks old, even though its elementary teaching is not attempted until months after that. There is a lesson just at this point in the signification of the Hebrew word translated train in our English Bible. It is a noteworthy fact that this word occurs only twice in the Old Testament, and it has no equivalent in the New. Those who were brought up in the household of Abraham, the father of the faithful, are said to have been trained, Genesis 14.14. A proverb of the ages gives emphasis to a parent's duty to train up his child with wise consideration, Proverbs 22.6. And nowhere else in the inspired record does the original of this word train in any of its forms appear. The Hebrew word thus translated is a peculiar one. Its etymology shows that its primary meaning is to rub the gullet, and its origin seems to have been in the habit, still prevalent among primitive peoples, of opening the throat of a newborn babe by the anointing of it with blood, or with saliva, or with some sacred liquid, as a means of giving the child a start in life by the help of another's life. The idea of the Hebrew word thus used seems to be that as this opening of the gullet of a child at its very birth is essential to the habituating of the child to breathe and to swallow correctly, so the right training of a child in all proper habits of life is to begin at the child's very birth. And the use of the word in the places where we find it would go to show that Abraham with all his faith and Solomon with all his wisdom did not feel that it would be safe to put off the start of a child's training any later than this. Child training properly begins at a child's birth, but it does not properly end there. 
The first effort in the direction of child training is to train a child to breathe and to swallow. But that ought not to be the last effort in the same direction. Child training goes on as long as a child is a child, and child training covers every phase of a child's action and bearing in life. Child training affects a child's sleeping and waking, his laughing and crying, his eating and drinking, his looks and his movements, his self-control and his conduct toward others. Child training does not change a child's nature, but it does change his modes of giving expression to his nature. Child training does not give a child entirely new characteristics, but it brings him to the repression and subduing of certain characteristics and to the expression and development of certain others to such an extent that the sum of his characteristics presents an aspect so different from its original exhibit that it seems like another character. And so it is that child training is, in a sense, like the very making of a